Well, you ready for the Word of God? Ready to dig in? Hey, I've, I've uh, told the story before, but eh, it's worth repeating, and I have the mic. I can do it. A friend of mine um, uh, would uh, came to service one day with a fork and a knife in his pocket, and his name was Al, and I go, Al, why'd you do that? What, what, what? And he says, well, because I'm hungry for the Word of God, and I came prepared. It was like, oh. And then I heard this story recently of a lady who, um, uh, her last wishes, uh, before she passed was that she be, uh, um, in her, in the coffin, there would be a knife, uh, I mean a fork, rather, um, um, placed in her hand. And somebody asked, well, why the fork? And she asked the pastor to explain why the fork, and the reason she had the fork was, uh, because there is an expectation of something better coming along. An expectation of something better. I believe that. I believe what Peter just said. I believe that there is an expectation of something better coming our way in 2020. An expectation that God is going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond all that we could ever hope or that we could ever imagine. Are you with me? An expectation that God is going to do something awesome, which which leads me into uh, the series that I'm starting, a new series entitled New You for a New Year. What does a new year, a new you for a new year look like to you? Is it a goal to lose a couple of stones? Let me explain. A few of you got it. Peter probably got it. But we were, we were, uh, you know, Yvette and I said, yeah, we'd like to lose some weight this year. And, you know, it always seems, I don't know, like this goal that's really hard to meet, especially as you age, I find. And um, we, uh, I, I don't know if you heard, but, you know, like in your Google News feed, uh, Adele uh, lost three stones, I think it was. And it was like, three stones? What's that? What's a stone? So we looked it up, and a stone, one stone is 14 pounds. So we thought to ourselves, we can lose one stone. So we're going to lose one stone. It seems easy, and it's our goal. So I don't know if that's your goal this year, too. Uh, in the ne- next little bit, is it in shifting gears in a new business venture that you have, uh, uh, you know, in your noggin, you've been thinking about, you've been thinking about this new business venture that you would like to uh, uh, launch this year, take yourself uh, and your business or your life in a whole new direction? Is that it? Is it maybe that you desire to become more spiritually aware this year? Here's what I find when it comes to a new you for a new year, it is uniquely personal. It's uniquely personal to you. Your new you for a new year looks very different than the new you for a new year for me or the, for the person sitting next to you. It's not a matter of emulating what somebody is doing around you and what their goal is. It's about... Uh, it's very personal and it's unique to you. And my goal with this series is to tweak within 
each and every one of us the creative potential that God has placed inside of each and every one of us. It's to challenge the adventurer within you. I know there is an adventurer locked within you. And I'm hoping that through this series I can challenge that a little bit. And it's also to release the fireball that is burning within you. I believe if you're a Christian, if you're a member of the Christian family, then there is locked within you this fireball that desires to be released into an unsuspecting world all around us. So my goal is for that to happen. Uh, and I've made many goals uh, throughout my years, uh, not necessarily New Year's resolutions, and that's not what I want this series to be about New Year, for New Year, about making a New Year's resolution. But, you know, I've made many goals, many minor decisions that, uh, you know, thought I'd try something new. For example, I made a decision once that I am going to be an outdoorsman. Uh, because, you know, I would talk to people who are outdoorsmen like Ron Starling or you think of somebody like Bear Grylls and you think to yourself, yeah, that's the type of person I want to be because that is a real man. I got to be that man. The, the problem I found, though, was I would feel super guilty when I aimed my slingshot at a bird and accidentally hit it. <laughs> and I would feel so guilty uh, for doing that. I didn't know what I expected. I, I figured I would miss for sure. Uh, so I go, oh, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I could actually stare down a Bambi. I, I, I don't know if I could be an outdoorsman. So then I, I thought, okay, I'm going to try my hand at tenting. Because I figured, because real men, they tent. Real men don't stay in this plush RV. Real men go tenting. So I bought a tent and went tenting. The problem was I sucked at tenting. I didn't. Once I went with my son tenting and I forgot my axe. And he says to me, who goes tenting and forgets their axe? <laughs> I realized, okay, maybe this isn't. For me, I also went with my wife and and the family, and man, we got freaked out. Uh, it was mainly her who got freaked out because we thought there were bears, there were cougars, and hyenas all around our tent. So we slept in the car. <laughs> and then the next night, we paid way too much for a motel. We stayed there for a couple of days, and I realized, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is for me, being this outdoorsman kind of guy. So I thought, okay, being an outdoorsman isn't for me, so I know what I'll do. Real men play trumpet. And the reason back then I decided to take up trumpet was at the time in the Christian community, there was this dude who re who played the trumpet really well. Uh, his name was Phil Driscoll. And I wanted to be like Phil. So 
Because I wanted to serenade my wife. Because real men, man, they're sexy when they play an instrument. There was a few male instrumentals in the room. I should have heard a shout from right then. <laughs> oh. But all I managed to do was drive my wife crazy. I thought I'd drive her into my arms, but man, it almost put a wedge between us. So I thought, I don't know. This trumpeting is not for me. So you know what was next? I took up the guitar. Because I thought, who doesn't like a man who plays guitar? That's a real man. <laughs> real men are sexy who play guitar. So off to guitar lessons, I went. And it didn't stick. <laughs> Then I thought, okay, I'm going to hit the gym because real men have muscles. <laughs> Can you relate? A new year, a new you for a new year. What does that look like to you? At least you think I'm a complete loser. <laughs> I've done I've set many goals that I've actually hit and and met that have greatly enhanced my life. And my desire, again, with this message is to unlock within you that creative side of you that God has placed in you. It's to unlock within you the adventurer that is in there. You know... When it comes to that, the adventurer within you. When you're younger, you got all the energy you need to become an adventurer. And you're willing to take risks. And you're willing to do things that are a little bit outside of the box. And you're even willing to do some things that are a little bit counterintuitive to you. But I find as you age... That adventurer side of you, I don't know, it slows down a little bit. And my hope is that it not only tweaks the adventurer within you, it tweaks it within me. And that in 2020, I would be willing and you would be willing to take more risks. Because I want to see released from within you and from within me, I want to see released that holy Fireball that God has has placed within you. Fireball that God wants to see released into the community, into an unsuspecting world around us. And I think of what we just did with the uh, Christmas uh, celebration and having opening our doors to the community at Christmas. We never knew what we would expect. Uh, did you did you read the article? Did you see the article in the paper? Uh, that that came about from an unsuspected source. They called us and said they heard about what we were doing and they wanted to write an article about it. And it was a beautiful article. It was a great article. Uh, and um, we thought, uh-oh, okay, this is going to really open the door. Uh, you know, we could have a lot more people than we had bargained for. But you know what? God provided. God provided other 
adventurers within the community. People who had heard about it and said, you know what, I want to do something meaningful this year. So they contacted us and they said, can we help? Can we volunteer? And our answer to every single person who asked was yes. And the challenge was to find to find something for them to do so that the adventurer within them could be unlocked. And this is the beauty of the outreach ministry in the church under Amber and her team is, and Amber was that first person who spoke up here, um, is that it unlocks the adventurer within you. It really does. Bea and had, had a team in the kids' room on, on, on uh, Christmas Day, uh, and they were face painting and doing other games and activities with the kids, and the kids loved it. And your face painters were fantastic. They did a great job with, with their, with their face painting. Uh, you know, but this year, new you, for a new year, what does that look like? What does that look like? I want to encourage you over the next few weeks as we ready ourselves, as Peter said, for a brand new decade, brand new decade, that as we ready ourselves for it, that you would take some time and talk with God. Spend some time with the Lord, asking him to unlock within you that creative side. To unlock within you the adventurer that is in there. You may not feel like an adventurer. You may not feel creative. But each and every one of us, our creativity looks different than the person next to us. You know, I think of my wife who is extremely creative. And I think, I I, I can't go there. I, I can't do that. But we have to not think that way. We have to say, okay, God, what is within me that you want to, want to unlock that can be creative? Unlock that creative side of me. What's in me that you need to unlock to uh, release that adventurer within me? Someone willing to take risks. Someone willing to do something unique and different. What is it? And to then see that as a result of those, see the fireball that God has placed within each and every one of us released into an unsuspecting world. Uh, one of our favorite scriptures with regards to all of this is Jeremiah 29:11. Right? It says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Did you know this scripture is actually speaking to people who were in exile. It was actually written to people who were displaced, people who had no place to live, no nation to dwell in. They were a displaced people. And imagine yourself being displaced without a country, without a home, and... Feeling a, this sense of uh, abandonment. Asking yourself from time to time, where are you, God? Have you ever felt that way? Where are you, God? And then this verse comes along that says, 
I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. You're displaced. Things haven't gone your way. Things haven't gone the way you thought they would in this past decade. And then along comes this verse that says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. And that in itself is enough to stoke the flame of that fireball that God has placed in you. That is enough to say, okay, God knows has plans for me. God has plans for me. It's enough to begin to release the adventurer within you. It's enough to begin to release that creative side of you that God wants to unleash within your church, within your home, within your community, within your business. God wants to release it within you. And then he goes on and says, plans to prosper you. And not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. To these people who this was written to. Man, this was life. This was their food. This was enough for them to begin to have hope for their future. And how much more then is it saying to us? And you and I as Christians to know that in 2020 that God has plans for us. And they're good plans. They're plans to prosper you and not harm you. I think the people in this community, the people in this city, the people in this province, in this nation, the world over needs to know and needs to hear that God has plans to prosper them, not to harm them. Many people think that God is against them, that he's out to get them, that as a result of their poor decisions that they've made in life, uh, maybe at a point in their life they ridiculed God. Or maybe at a point in their life, they cursed at God and then thought, okay, God is now out to get me because of what I've done. Well, those people need to hear that God has plans to prosper them and not harm them, to give them a hope and a future. You see, the people this was written to, had done just that, what I said. The reason they were in exile, the reason they had no home to live in, the reason they had no place to dwell in, was because at some point in their history, they rejected God. At some point in their history, they decided, okay, we don't need you, God. We can do this on our own. Yet God, yet God said to them, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. This is what our God has declared over us. How about Galatians chapter 4 verse 7? It says this. Galatians 4 verse 7 says, Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. 
You are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Hmm. Wow. You know, if, if we look at a little bit of Jewish history with this, we can see something unique that God was saying uh, to the small Christian community that had heard this. Because in the Jewish culture, um, a male boy at the age of 13 had a bar mitzvah, right? And that was kind of their entrance into God's covenant. Uh, many people have said that it's their entrance into manhood, but that's not quite true. It's more their entrance into being a son of the covenant, being being a son of the covenant, being a part of the covenant. And um, even today, uh, many Jewish uh, rabbis uh, believe and teach that you don't become a man, a true man, until you're 40. Until you're 40. Because you have to prove yourself along the way. And when this scripture came along to them, and it spoke to them, it says, you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. It's as if saying, hey, you don't have to wait till you're 40 to be deemed a man by me. You don't have to wait. At the moment you gave your life to Christ, you became a son or a daughter of the covenant. You don't have to have a bar mitzvah. Because the moment you gave your life to Christ, that was your bar mitzvah. You don't have to wait till you're 40. You're no longer a slave. You're no longer bound by man's judgment over you. Because that was a judgment uh, that man placed upon men back then. God says, "Uh uh-uh, no more. You're my child. And since you're my child, you're now an heir of all that I have. In 2020, let's look at verses like this and say, yeah, this is for me. Yeah, this is, this is for me. And then this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 also speaks of the same thing that I just spoke about in Galatians. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Same thing. Of uh, It spoke the same thing to those in the uh, Israelite community. Anybody who was raised a Jew. It spoke the same thing. That <sighs> I am now a new person. Because they believed when a child turned 13 and had their bar mitzvah, it was like their entrance, the beginning portion of them being a part of the covenant of Israel, a part of the covenant of God. And God's saying, uh, you don't have to wait till you're 13. You don't have to wait till you're 40. Because the old is gone. The new has come. I am going to, in other words, do something brand new in you and for you. And through you, that will affect you and your family and the community and the world at large. Just uh, take a, 
a few moments even this week to read the book of Acts, just the first two chapters of the book of Acts, and see what I'm talking about when God does something brand new within you. And God unleashes it and unlocks it. And think about the creativity uh, of the church that happened as a result of the Holy Spirit coming upon them all. Think about the adventurer that got unleashed into the church world back then. And think of that fireball that was lit and started to glow and started to impact people all around them. You know, because, I don't know, when I think about my faith, and I think about my God, and I think about all that He's done for me, I've come to realize that it's not about me. I used to think it was kind of all about me, because I was so messed up, and I needed so much of Him and 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 I realized I was useless without him and I, I needed his help all along the way. But as you mature, as you grow, as you understand God, as you understand his word, as you as you spend time with him, you begin to realize it's not about what God does in me for me. It's about what God does in me for others. So that my life can be a blessing everywhere I go. So that when I go to work, the people I work with and rub shoulders with will see someone different. <laughs> They'll see someone who responds differently and acts differently. They'll see someone who's creative, who's an adventurer, and has this, they don't know what to call it, They don't, but it's a fireball <laughs> within you that God wants to see released. And then there's a verse in Psalm 138.8. It says, the Lord will work out his plans. Another translation says, purposes for my life. The Lord will work out his plans or purposes for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. I love that. And there's a lot of other uh, uh, verses that are jam-packed in the Bible, that speak directly to us about how much God believes in us. God believes in you. So, I don't know, I think maybe this should be on our new year, new you for a new year list. Is that God believes in me. That you would get it deep down in your getter that God believes in me. That push comes to shove, God believes in me. No matter what your neighbor may say, no matter what a family member may say, no matter what a co-worker may say, you know, but you know, but you know that God believes in me. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 37, It says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ, who loved us. Another translation says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. What's it going to take for you to get this? What's it going to take for you to believe this? That no matter what comes your way in 2020, no matter 
It's kind of like with Walt Disney. He failed, what, how many times? Eight times, but still believed. Or like with Edison, he failed, what, a thousand times, but still believed. There's some here who have had more than one failed marriage, but do you still believe? There's people here that have stumbled. I have stumbled many times. You may have stumbled 300 times, but still believe. Maybe this should be on your list, that you still believe that God has a plan for you and he has you in the center, in the palm of his hand. No matter how many times you failed, and friends, all of us fail. All of us make mistakes. All of us have blown it. Many have have failed marriages in our wake. Many have uh, unresolved conflicts in our wake. Many have angry moments in our wake that we wish weren't there, but they're there. And here's the thing throughout it all. And that's why I love the uh, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 and the story behind it was because the people back then that that was written to had failed many times. They went against God's commands. They went against God's laws. They went against his decrees. Yet God still reached out to them and said, I know the plans that I have for you. He still reached out and said, I love you. I believe in you. I want to unlock that creative side of you. I want to unlock that adventurer within you. And I want to see that fireball burn and burn brightly so that those around you can come and see someone who is on fire for God. Amen? That is the wonder of our God. That no matter how many times you fail, no matter how many times you blow it, He is there. Let's then be determined in 2020 to take the limits off of God. Take the limits off of Him. Limits that you and I have placed around Him. Limits that have limited us. Let's be determined in 2020 to begin to see things God's way. This is this is why we have um, this year become so determined to get you the word, to have the word of God placed within you in a way that challenges and inspires you. That's why we've done all the uh, version devotions devotions this year. To encourage you to get into the Word. And we're going to carry that on throughout 2020. Uh, we've uh, picked um, a whole bunch of new devotions for the year. Um, if you just go to our website, you click on Daily Devotions, it's right there. Um, it's in a Google Calendar format. You can download, or how, I don't know how you do it with Google Calendar, and link it up to your own personal Google Calendar so now you can see uh, uh, what devotions that we're running with in 2020. And I encourage you to do all you can to get into the Word. And what that does is it helps you to begin to see yourself the way God sees you. If we focus on our problems and our failures, our shortcomings, and the areas in our life that we know are out of out of shape, 
we focus on those things, it will hinder us from achieving and doing those things that God has designed for us to do, equipped for us to do, planned for us to do. But if you get into the Word of God and begin to see yourself the way He sees you, that then just these scriptures that I read are enough to drive your bus real far. Friends, you need fuel for your journey. We all do. Let's be determined in 2020 to change the way we speak and think. Because if you change the way you speak and think, your confession will change. And if that changes, friends, then you will begin to see 2020, this new decade, unfold in creative, adventurous ways that lights the fireball that God has placed within you. That helps somebody? Does this challenge you? Does this encourage you? 2020 is, um, you know, whenever we start a new decade, I always um, seek God. Find out, okay, what is it that you want to say? What is it that you're saying to your church? I don't want to miss out on, on what you're wanting to do and what you're doing what you're wanting to say and how you're wanting to challenge us and how you're wanting to encourage your people, your church. You know, I, I need to say it again. I said it earlier that God is on your side. He's in your corner. He's not out to harm you. He's not out to punish you for all your past failures and sins. God believes in you. God has a future and a plan for you, and it's a good one. It's a good one. Maybe this past decade, I don't know, has been rough for you. Maybe it's been great. I don't know. If it's been great, continue to thank God. Continue to praise God. Continue to give glory to God for all that He's done in your life. And and bring that forward into 2020. And watch God unfold some new things, some great things some challenging things into your life. But if it wasn't so great, if if it was it was if it was full of heartache, if it was full of turmoil, if there were some great challenges in there that almost wiped you out, almost took you out, I want to encourage you to read through verses like these that I just read this morning. They're all on the uh uh, uh sermon notes on the sheet uh, on your seat, those scriptures, so that you can remember them and you can go back and look them up. Uh, maybe you you need to, for the next little while, reread those over and over again to yourself, to remind yourself, this is how God thinks of me. And this is how I need to uh, believe. And this is how I need to think in this coming new year. As we as a church, I believe we as a church, as a result of our willingness to want to reach out to the community around us. We have community dinners uh, once a month, uh, always the last Sunday of the month, uh, starting at 4 o'clock, right? Yeah, at 4 o'clock here uh, for a couple hours. Uh, we open our doors again to the community. Uh, we give them a meal. 
And it's a great way to give back and give out and to release what God has given to us. And I believe there's going to be uh, some more adventures for us as a church, as a people. Um, I, I think of our missionaries uh, that we have. We have uh, missionaries in Burma, Myanmar, and uh, they have a children's home there, Victory Life Children's Home, you know, uniquely connected to us. And I think of our missionaries there. I, I'd like to um, go on an adventure, bring a team. Why not? And go there and visit them and and encourage them and allow for the adventurer within you to be unlocked. And I think of at the same time, we could always head over to Thailand. We have missionaries over there. Uh, Abby and Daniel, uh, Alan, Terry Purvis, and uh, the team of Victory over there. We have we have a bunch of works over there, and to go there and to encourage. Uh, I know when you talk to a missionary that is a long-term missionary. They're there. They're rooted there. They live there. They're not short-term coming back, but they live there. One of the things that um, helps them the most is just being able to communicate to someone from the West (laughs) that can understand them and and that is there with them and that can lift up their hands and encourage them. They they need that. They need it. And so let's see the adventurer unlocked within us. We have a a missions house in in, uh, Ensenada, Mexico, uh, where we can uh, take teams down there it's not far. We just fly right into San Diego or Los Angeles, rent a van, and and you're there. It's it's just just I don't know. It's 45 minutes from the border, I think, uh, and uh, it's a lot of fun, and it's challenging, but it unlocks the adventurer within us, unlocks it, unlocks that creative side within us, and then as a result of that, that fireball that God has placed within us begins to burn and burn. And burn brightly. Is that good? I want to ask the team to come. And, and, and close with the I see a victory. I see a victory. I, I want to encourage you this morning to begin to see a victory in your life. Begin to see a victory forming in your life. That in 2020, you can see yourself as a person who walks in victory. Victory unleashed within you. I just want to pray over everybody here this morning. If you're here this morning and you're, boy, the the word has been challenging you and encouraging you and strengthening you because... This past decade or this past year or the past couple of years has been really challenging to you. And if that's you, I I want to this morning just declare and pray God's peace that passes all understanding that it would guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. That God's grace would undergird you strengthen you wrap itself around you that you would sense God's grace and God's love God's healing God's presence in your life maybe you're here and your year was 
fantastic. The best year yet. Well, I pray and declare over you that you ain't seen nothing yet. That it's only going to get better. Yeah, there'll be some challenges in there. But that adventurer within you will unlock those challenges. And you'll be able to meet those challenges head on. God, for those who have a a vision locked within them. Uh, It's like a holy purpose. Maybe it's for uh, a new business. Maybe it's to steer your family in a new direction. Maybe it's within your career to jump to that next level. Father, for those people I pray for a holy release in their lives of creativity that an adventurer within again would be unlocked and unleashed. 